Today, I'm gonna to teach you how to build a product that customers will buy. Welcome back to the Jodcast. This is Seth Kniep, your host. Jodcast, just one dime. Look, if I could build a multi-million dollar business off a single dime without any previous business experience, with zero online selling experience, with absolutely no context, I did not grow up in a wealthy family. I was broke most of my life. I was in debt. All I knew was the jobs that I had then you can too. You got no excuse. So if you're wondering, can I actually build a business? You can. Will you fail? Yes. Will it be easy? No. Will you mess up? Yeah. Will you fail a lot? Yes. But that's part of the deal. That's how you grow. Like on Batman when they say, why do we fall? So we can learn to get back up again. You will fall on your face many times and that is okay. We were meant to struggle. I've never known a single person who was shredded who didn't suffer in the gym or in the race for the marathon. Today, we're going to walk you through how to build a product that customers will buy. A few days ago, I was sitting in my office and my assistant went into the kitchen to make me a cup of tea. About 20 seconds after he walked into the kitchen, I heard this ear rattling shatter of ceramic all over the hard kitchen floor. In about 30 seconds, he was standing in the doorway and he said, "Uh, I might have just dropped your tea mug. Now, I am a connoisseur of amazing coffee mugs and tea mugs. So this is not good news to bring to your boss. And so he agreed to buy me a new one. And he did. When that package showed up yesterday on my doorstep from Amazon, and I so wish you could see this right now, it did not just show up in some poly bag or some generic manila envelope. It showed up inside the shipping box, of course, in a white box with black lettering that says ceremony in big letters, a horizontal thick black line beneath that. And then under the line, it says a perfectly equipped teacup. I opened the box and before my eyes is this absolutely gorgeous tea mug. The handle is in the shape of a wooden bird. It looks hand carved, probably wasn't, but it looks that way. And it has a little top. I take off the top, I look inside and here's the the tea dispenser that holds the leaves. And it even has a little tray from which I can put my spoon, which it also includes a golden spoon, perhaps for mixing the tea. And then I can put the tea spoon on top of the tray or even the mug on the tray in case I have a wooden desk and I don't want to color stain it. And the cap on top to hold in the heat. What's so funny to me is this is just a simple teacup. I mean, if you really think about it, they did nice packaging, they added a few simple elements, and yet it is an absolutely fantastic product. I can guarantee you it probably cost them only 10% more than all the other tea mugs of the same size and weight to add on this special packaging and a couple little additional elements, accessories, a bundle to give me the ceremonial tea drinking experience. 
I cannot think of a better illustration for how to build a product that customers will buy. Right and left, I see Amazon sellers obsessing and arguing about, well, you just changed the packaging, that's not good enough, or man, mine, I did this entire mold and I redesigned the whole thing, but it's too expensive. Both are legitimate points. I mean, if your differentiation is just color, or your differentiation is an entire new mold, a new design, I mean, almost like a brand new product on the market, both of those come with challenges. Yet the question is not, which is the right way? The question is, what do the customers want? Which goes back to my tea mug that shattered ceremoniously upon the kitchen floor, and my assistant kindly offered to buy me a new one, for which I am grateful. What was important to me was the experience. Yes, call me a nerd, call me what you wish. But look, this little tray upon which it sits, this little cap, this spoon, this this box, I appreciated that. That meant a lot to me. I like that experience. And therefore, I'm happy with this product. It stood out, it was differentiated. It persuaded my assistant to buy because my assistant knows what I like. And therefore, extra money was spent and profits were greater for this Amazon seller, I can almost guarantee you, compared to all the other sellers selling a generic cup. So the question wasn't, well, should you have done packaging or should you have done a whole new design? The question was, what does the customer want? And as I've explained in so many YouTube videos, on so many podcasts, the place to go for that is you look at the critical reviews on Amazon. Just go look at the competitor products. If you're selling a tea mug, go search tea mug. Look at the top 10 ranking listings on Amazon. Read the two and three star reviews and ask a simple question, what does the customer want? That's it. It is as simple as that. In some situations, all you need to be doing is selling the pink version because no one else is. And in other situations, you may be adding accessories to bundle. And in some situations, you may be redesigning an complete brand new product. Now I have done this across the spectrum. I have just changed the color of products. I have bundled products. And I've also redesigned products with a complete new mold, hand designed. I'm not talking about hand carved. I mean, truly drew up on a picture, like on a whiteboard, figured out exactly what I think the customer wants based on my research, which required a new mold and a brand new product never seen by the market before. And I can tell you the only question you should ask is what does the customer want? And can I do that profitably? That's it. Yes, you can over differentiate just as much as you can under differentiate. Well, how do you know? Well, if I just change the color, but no one cares about that color, then I've under differentiated. Or if I redesign the model and it requires an entire mold, but it's going to cost me more than I can make because it pushes the cost of the product up so high that I have to sell it for a price that is beyond, it pushes the cost gap or the cost cap, then I'm gonna lose money, I over-differentiated. It's as simple as that. Again, do not obsess about what level of differentiation should you do, just ask the simple question, what does the customer want? In order to do this, I'm convinced that if I walk you through the most complicated version of this, designing a brand new product, I mean completely brand new. If you understand how to do that, everything else is easier from there. So let's start with that. Let's say you go to Amazon, you find a great product, huge potential, but you realize there really isn't room to just make a better version. There really isn't room to just come out with a new color or a new bundle. Like you're gonna have to redesign this thing. The way people hold this product doesn't fit right in their hands. It's, it's the wrong size. The material, it's getting rusty. 
So you actually have to come out with a brand new version of this product. To do that in most situations will require something called a mold. A mold is this huge chunk of metal in which plastic, molten hot lava like plastic is pumped into the mold, into the cavities. And then when it cools off, it's popped off. And there you have your product and any accessories or painting or furnishing or smoothing or sanding is done after the fact. But that mold could cost you anywhere from $1,000 to $50,000. Then every time you get a mold created, you want to ask the simple question, how many cycles does it have? What that means is if this mold that's going to create, let's say, our super innovative tea mug, if this mold is created and I spend $3,000 to have it created, by the way, you own the mold. So when you talk to the supplier, make sure it's clear you own the mold, they don't. How many life cycles does this mold have? How many cycles? What that means is how many of this tea mug can it produce before the mold is no longer functional and now must act as an anchor to a ship? And I kid you not, that's about the complete value you're gonna get out of it. Once that mold is used up, there's really nothing else to do with it other than say, here's a nice big chunk of metal sitting in my garage, what do you wanna do with it? Now, most molds could do anywhere from 20,000 to 2 million cycles. It's going to depend on the quality of the mold. But at least you're going to want to get 30 to 50,000 out of that thing. And you need to calculate backwards. Okay, so if my mold, just for simplicity's sake, cost me $100, it's not. It's going to be more. Let's just say it did. And I sell 100 of these products. On product number 101, my profit went up $1 per unit. You get it? You just spread out the cost of the mold over the product. That's how a lot of people do it. That's how I like to do it. Or you can look at it as a sunk cost. Say, look, I got to pay for the mold once and then off to the races, let's make some money. But if your mold, again, this is an example, it's going to cost more than this, costs $100. You could say my profit per product for the first 100 products is going to be $1 less. So when I sell product number 101, my profit went up a whole dollar. Now my profits are greater. And some suppliers, when they build that mold for you, they're going to require you to pay it up front. Some will say, look, for the first 500 units, we're just going to charge you more and that will help to cover the cost of the mold. And some suppliers will split it. Let's say the mold costs $10,000. You pay $5,000 up front and the remaining 5,000 is spread out amongst the first 1,000 units. You get what I'm saying? $5 per unit. And then after that, the cost per unit goes down because the mold now has been paid for. What's really important is if you go this route, understand you are doing differentiation at the most extreme level. You're coming to market with a never before seen product or at the least a version of a product that has never been seen before. And that is why it requires a mold. Most suppliers in Alibaba, they already have a mold and they're gonna say things like, well, sure, we can differentiate it. We can change the color. We can add an accessory. We can add this little doodad over here, this spring or whatever, but it doesn't require them to create a whole mold. If you say, no, 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 I want a brand new design, they're probably gonna come back and say, look, we don't have a mold for that. Someone's gotta pay for the mold. Therefore, that's gonna be you. Now that requires a greater investment, which increases your risk. It's also riskier because if this is a never seen before product on amazon.com, how do you know that people are actually going to buy it? And that's where you have to take a little more of a logical leap from A to B as you study the reviews and say, well, if the customers who are buying these products are complaining about the handle being uncomfortable, I think it's safe to say if I build one that I and others test and feel with our hands that the handle is more comfortable, which is still a little subjective, 
then it will sell better. You see, that is a bigger leap. That is a little bit of a leap of faith because you don't know until it sells. And this is such a powerful concept in business. As a general rule, when you see an opportunity, the greater reward opportunity also usually come with greater risk. So make sure if you're starting out on Amazon, I would not recommend you start with a brand new, never seen before product. I would start with little differentiations like a different color, an accessory, or even better packaging. One really interesting thought about this tea mug as I sit here and drool over it. The packaging really, really took me by surprise. I have never in my life opened a package with a tea mug inside. I'm talking something as simple and stupid as a tea mug inside such a beautiful box. I mean, this could qualify for like Apple packaging, guys. You could put an old iPod in here back in the days of the iPod. It's unbelievable the work this seller did. They deserve the money because they took the time. They were willing to make that investment and kudos to them. You know, I remember way back, I believe it was in 2017, one of our students in our Amazon FBA mastery training, by the way, if you want to check that out, go to god.com slash freedom. You can meet with a team member, they'll listen to your goals, they'll try to understand where you're trying to get and see whether or not we're a good fit to help you build your business. By the way, we find you product ideas, we find you handpicked suppliers you can't even find on Alibaba most of the time to build your unique product. We don't give those suppliers to other members. Like there's a whole lot we do, not just teach you how, but do for you as well. god.com slash freedom. But I'll never forget this guy, I interviewed him and he said, Seth, like, he did so well. Like he launched his product, he did so well. And what's crazy about it is he didn't do a stinking thing to change his product. And yet he got all these sales and he did it in a competitive market. His product was a knife. How did he do this? Very simple, he changed the packaging. Because the knife is sort of a designer-like knife that people buy because it looks really elegant or amazing, all he needed to do was beat the packaging, the retail packaging of the competitors to sell his. It came in a box with straw, literally a box with straw, like straw you find in a barn on a farm. And that's how he made it stand out. And something about that straw with that wooden handled knife laying nicely inside there in this little crate like box made you feel like, man, this is like the perfect Father's Day gift. And he just blew the competition out of the water. Do you know how easy it is? to get superior retail packaging. Today, it is not hard. Just simply Google retail packaging options. You will be overwhelmed with all the options. Now, don't think, oh, well, that's easy. I'm just gonna go get better retail packaging and make a bunch of money. Hold on. Did you ask the question, is that what my customer wants? But Seth, where do I go to find that? As I said, look at the critical reviews of the competitors on Amazon who are selling the same kind of product. Let me go back to how to differentiate on the most extreme level. Here's how the process works. First, you realize that the best way to make your product stand out is you're gonna build a never seen before product on Amazon or a better version of one that accomplishes the same goal. Almost as crazy as coming up with floss, even though everyone's used toothbrushes for thousands of years, and you're gonna be the first person who comes out with floss. It still does the same thing. It cleans your teeth, but it's a completely never seen before product. And you're going to make money on strength. Yeah, you'd be amazed. Just Google it. How much money is made off floss? It's unbelievable. And it's literally a piece of string we're putting between our teeth. I mean, I could be living in the woods and probably find string from some kind of plant and floss, but it's about the idea. It's about the positioning. It's about the experience. You see that? That, my friend, is marketing. This is where product value and marketing come together. They get married, they have this baby, and this baby is called money in a successful business. You can't just have a really cool product. I mean, I had this guy, he emailed me. He, really cool guy, by the way. And 
he has all these patents on this product that he wants us to promote for him and sell on Amazon. Like he does the invention, we do the selling. The one thing I have not looked at yet is what does the market say? What does the market want? You could have the most amazing superior product on planet Earth, even in the Milky Way galaxy, and it not sell a single time because it wasn't positioned right in a way where the customer could connect their subjective emotional experience and see how that product would meet the need in a way that they could contextualize into their life. Look, I know it sounds ambiguous, but my friends, that is how you build a product that makes you money on Amazon. So since I keep interrupting myself, back to how to design a product on the extreme level, you decide that you need a brand new product. So you go to the supplier and you say, look, I need a brand new product. Let me back up before you go to the supplier. You're gonna buy your competitor products, three, four, five of them, and use them, okay? Drink from them if it's a cup. Throw them on the ground, see if they break, test them, stretch them, push them to their limit. Find out what's great and find out what's not so great because that differentiation is where you wanna be right there, okay? Once you've done that, get out a piece of paper like a pad or a whiteboard and start just sketching out what your product will look like. Has this kind of handle? Has this arch right here, maybe this, ooh, that would be good material. Heck, you might even drive to Home Depot, I've done this multiple times, and start picking out random products to put together your own prototype, just to get a feel, to get really experiential, hands-on into what you wanna build. Now, don't obsess over the fact that what you bought from Home Depot or what you sketched on the whiteboard is not the final product. That doesn't matter. This is the whiteboard session. This is the dream session. This is where you're putting your thoughts together to come up with an idea. Look, every amazing invention came up with some stupid sketch on a napkin that people would laugh at and later made billions. You gotta start somewhere and you don't need to be a great artist to do this. What it's doing is it's forcing you to think through everything. Once you've done that, you have a couple options. You could hire a product designer. There was one point where I emailed over 70 product designers from our own community. I sent out this blast email. I had over 70 people, it was like around 75, respond and say, hey, I'm a product designer, I can help you. And we ran a test, like a competition, to see who would do the best. And the person who was the best ended up becoming the person who created the prototype for a product, a brand new invention we've been working on. It's super exciting. So you find a product designer and say, look, here's my idea, here are my sketches, here's what I'm thinking. And with their job is to take that and turn it into a 3D model. They use software to design it. Now, if they have just a little bit DNA for invention in their body and their life, then they will actually build out a physical prototype for you as well, or they will go to a manufacturing company that can do that. You can save a lot of money if you do all this through a manufacturer directly, by the way. Once they have designed it as a 3D model, that is when they do what's called a prototype. Now, the prototype is not your production model. It's like it's just a 3D printer. They're just printing a version of it, a plastic version of it, so you can see, touch, feel, hold it to get an idea. That's not the final product. 3D printer, you can print one, print two, print three, not expensive. Once you like that prototype, the 3D print, that is when you say, okay, now let's create the mold. Because once a mold is created, you can't go back and recreate it and it's expensive. Like I said, it could be $1,000, it could be 50,000, depending on how complicated it is and how many cavities it has. A cavity is like this little hole inside this big block of metal and that's where the molten plastic goes. And then when it cools and you pop it out, Ta-da, there you have your product. So they create this mold and that's when they go into production. Now, it is really important that when they create the mold, 
you have them sign what is called an NNN agreement. I'm talking specifically for any supplier in the continent of Asia. Because in Asia, those kinds of agreements are much stronger than the typical Western American Canadian NDA. NDA protects your idea. They can't share your idea or your experience, but NNNN protects the actual physical product. It'll say things like this supplier cannot use this mold to produce other products or the same product for other sellers, or this supplier does not own the mold you do, or this supplier may not reinvent what you just did. Like it, it protects you. It's really important. Once that NNN is signed and you have the mold created, that's when they go into production. And now you have a brand new, amazing, beautiful product. Now there is so much more I could talk about on this. Let me say this before I go, please stop just researching products. There are so many, pro I mean, I, I talk to so many people and they're always finding a new product idea. Look, your idea means nothing unless you act on it. You're just wasting time. What are you going to do with this idea? Ideas are fun to talk about, but until you put your shoulder to the plow and you start moving on that idea, it is a waste of time. So go do this right now. Well, maybe not right now if you're driving in the car, but as soon as you get out of the car, go Take that next step. Take that product idea you already found. Read the critical reviews. Answer a simple question. How am I going to build my product so that customers will buy it? How will my product meet the need of what customers are literally screaming at me in the reviews of the competitors? Please make me one with a good handle. Please give me a different color one. Please add this bundle. I mean, they're literally telling you what you need to do. They're serving it to you on a golden platter. It's right there. All you got to do is write up how you're going to build yours and then go contact a supplier and say, hey, here's what I want to do. Can you do this for me? And a lot of suppliers will have a product designer on staff already, which will save you money. Because if you hire a product designer, like let's say in the US, and then they now work with the supplier, oftentimes the supplier will say, you know, we use a different 3D modeling software. Therefore, we have to just recreate it anyways. And you just wasted a lot of money. If you want more info on how to do this, you want to meet with a team member, see how we can help you or work with you, go here, jod.com slash freedom, jod.com slash freedom. And in the meantime, I'm going to enjoy this amazing cup of tea.